0: Well, it's a beautiful day here today. We're getting a little bit of an Indian summer. Our talk today is on Habakkuk. Last week we just gave a a brief uh, introduction to the Prophet. And today I'm calling this Habakkuk, how long? How long? And so today we come to the Prophet Habakkuk himself. Habakkuk was a different, uh, a bit different from some of the other prophets. I don't know about you, but when thinking of some biblical characters, I'm inclined to visualize them and see in my mind what each individual perhaps would have been like. People like John the Baptist and Elijah were easy. Men who were so distinct in what they taught and not afraid to speak out for their God. You knew where you stood with men like Elijah and John the Baptist. Well, I think Habakkuk was perhaps a bit like that. He gives me the impression that here is a man who wants to get things done and sorted out in his mind, get to the point with as little introductions as possible. I may be wrong. Uh, For instance, flip over the page to Zephaniah. and verse 1 it says, The word of the Lord which came unto Zephaniah the son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hizkiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. So we have the complete history there of Zephaniah, whereas in Habakkuk verse 1, we see the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. We don't know who his parents were, we don't know much about him, But we know that he was a man who worshipped and worshipped his God and loved his people, Israel. God had given him a vision, an oracle. And we're looking at the first four verses and just maybe a glance at verse 5 of Habakkuk today. He'd given him a vision, an oracle. And this was bugging him as he wanted an explanation as to what he should do. In some ways, things in his mind just did not add up. So he did what to him was the logical thing to do. He brought it to the Lord in prayer. We used to sing that old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so... Uh, I don't think Habakkuk would have known that little hymn, but he did Was that hymn advises. Take everything to God in prayer. And that is how we have the first four verses of his book. No great introduction, straight to the point. And he says, O Lord, How long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. When I read these verses, I was reminded of a few verses in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9 to 11. The picture is of those who will be slain for the witnessing of Christ in the great tribulation. Part of the Jewish godly remnant about whom we spoke a while ago. Here's what it says and when he, Christ, has opened the fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true? Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest for a little season, Until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And that's just a a snippet of those people who had been killed in the great tribulation. And just in passing... For those who do not believe that God will avenge those who have rejected his Son as Saviour and Lord. My mind went back again to Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Jesus speaking. He had entered into the synagogue and at the start of his public ministry he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him what an amazing event he had taken the book and he had read those wonderful verses from Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2 our Lord was referring to that passage and here's what it says In the Old Testament, Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2, much as Jesus said in the synagogue, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison. To them that are bound. To proclaim. The acceptable. year of the Lord. And he gives that summary. Of what he was. What he came to this earth to do. To give sight to the blind. To sight to. Physically to the blind. But also. To open people's eyes. To see him. As the son of God. And so on. But then. He stopped at a comma in that passage in Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2. It says, as Jesus said, to preach the, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But Jesus goes on. The passage in Isaiah continues. And the day of vengeance of our God. He stopped at that passage. Because the day of vengeance of God had not come and has not come, but will come again after the rapture of the church. Men will see the vengeance of our God being delivered throughout the world. When our God came to this earth, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. And mankind has since rejected the free gift of eternal life offered to all. They prefer the pleasures of sin. And that is why, throughout the book of Revelation and elsewhere in Scripture, we see the day of vengeance of our God, which will be worked out On this earth. During that great tribulation. And so we observe Habakkuk. Entering into a discussion with his God. We shall see how this discourse grows. Throughout this short book. We may gather from a few opening verses. That conditions within Israel were very poor in fact terribly bad Habakkuk was obviously extremely fond of his people and grieved his heart to see just how bad life in Israel had become for those righteous souls any seeking to live their lives pleasing to God Let us take a look and as we do a short study let us place those conditions given to Habakkuk by God alongside those of our country and our world of today. We must admit to a similarity between the two. This vision that God had given him had weighed heavily on his spirit. What he wants to know from God is, Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to see grievance? Why do you show me iniquity and wrong, and you yourself look upon, and cause me also to see perverseness and trouble? For destruction and violence are before me, and there is strife and contention everywhere. Therefore the law the law of our land is slackened and justice and righteousness never go forth, for the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore justice goes forth perverted. Everything is totally twisted and wrong. Nothing seems to be done about it. He could not see any power which the righteous could use to right all the evil which was so prevalent in his day. Here is a list according to scripture of all that was wrong. Spoiling Everything was being spoiled. You know, today, we look at how conditions were even 30 or 40 years ago. Things now are so different. All the, the nicer things of life have become rougher. There's violence, strife, contentions, the law not being upheld, injustice, the righteous are oppressed. Iniquity is rife. Wickedness, destruction and violence are before me. And that was his his prayer to God. Explaining all these things that were happening. And nothing seems to be done about it. The situation is wretched. And thus the prophet says to God. How long shall I cry without any apparent answer? You show me the problem but there does not appear to be an answer. The whole situation is just one big mess and nothing seems to be done about it. And now, in verse 5, we have an amazing verse. The prophet must have been somewhat surprised to get this reply from his Lord God. And here is a paraphrase of verse 5. Look and be amazed, you will be astonished at what I am about to do, for I am going to do something in your lifetime that you will have to see to believe. And so as we are living in end times Read again those perilous times Described in Second Timothy chapter 3 Foretold by the Spirit of God And we see all the problems That the Spirit of God through Timothy Reflects what is going to happen I'm not going to read them all We have read them before But as you read them at home, 2 Timothy chapter 3, do you see a reflection of those days of Habakkuk in our world of this present time? May God help us each one to seek to live for our Saviour as a good ambassador for Christ, to remember those solemn words. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 12 to 17, that list of all the problems in our world in 2 Timothy will well, well, ended by these few verses. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, speaking to the Christians, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that your childhood you have known The sacred things which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. May God help us in these difficult times between the times of uh, wars and famines throughout the world through the viruses which are spreading. Help us to be good witnesses for Jesus Christ in this evil world.